It is time for your favorite Android podcast from the crew of blindandroidusers.com. Kick back and enjoy another fine episode from these Google fanboys as they navigate Android from a blindness perspective. And now, here are your hosts. Hello and welcome to episode 44 of the Blind Android Users podcast. I'm Ed Green and I'm here with my co-hosts Warren Carr, Austin Pinto and Anna Garza. And we are coming to you on Saturday, the 9th of October, 2021. On this episode, we have our announcement section with Austin. We then turn our minds to the next category in must-have apps. And this is all about cloud storage. Then we have our commentary uh, episode from Mariam. And we conclude this week with Warren's Talkback Highlights. How are we all, Anna? What's up? Oh, nothing much, nothing much. Yeah, Austin? Doing good, actually. The the rains are subsiding. It's the end of monsoon and it's thundering and lightning every day, every evening. And the heat is also rising from due to the rain departing. So the weather in Mumbai is very mixed now. And Warren, someone on our email list bestowed the moniker of commentary guru on you this week. Is that moniker sitting easily with you? It was such an amazing thing. I just could not believe myself as to what I was reading. So uh, thanks so much, Shannon. I think that was absolutely beautiful, even though I'm not a CSR user or anything of that kind. But uh, it was so nice to hear that I am actually part of the commentary group. Uh, commentary, what, what is that thing? Is it commentary something? Austin, what is it? CSR, what is it? It's a commentary screen reader. Uh, there you go. That tells you I yeah. use it a lot, right? <laughs> you see something you don't use and yet your opinion is sought after. They'll be asking you about iOS next. I know. And oh uh, all I can say is uh, food veil, food veil, food veil. Hmm? You see, hmm. you establish a reputation and everyone wants your opinion on everything from soup to nuts. Because, country, apparently. because I am the evangelist. Apparently so. <laughs> Even on things you don't agree with. Absolutely. Another word. <laughs> Austin, what's going on announcements-wise? Blind Android Users is proud to partner with the folks from Gravity Forms. Gravity Forms has allowed us to ensure that our website is both accessible and easy to use with regards to our contact forms and other various forms found throughout the page. Thanks to Gravity Forms' dedication to accessibility and their compliance with all federal and jurisdictional laws relating to accessibility is appreciated. The Blind Android users would like to thank the folks from Gravity Forms for sponsoring our license subscription to their WordPress plugin. If you'd like to know more about Gravity Forms, check them out online at gravityforms.com. The announcement-wise is that we have crossed uh, the lot of plays, about 24,000 plays, and we are coming to a celebration time now. We have two celebrations. One is on the 20th of November, that is episode 50, and one is on 18th December, that is, that is the one-year celebration of our podcast. So there are two ways for you to enter into this celebration. You can go to our website and the show notes will have the direct link to go to the form. If you go to the website, click on the form link that says special events. 
you'll fill a form where we only ask you your email address so that we can send you the invitation link for that celebration and two choices whether you want to appear for episode 50 or you want to appear for both you can appear for any of the ones that you want so fill the form and there are limited seats there are like 90 odd people that we can accept the next thing is you can also email us if you cannot fill the form then you can send your email id to contact us at blindandreadusers.com and also notify which event do you want to attend that is it from the announcements thanks austin and uh, that that's a good number of plays how many was that again it's 24000 and wow. the best part the best part of it was the video the second video in a series of uh, commentary screen reader configuring csr has got about 330 views and that is the best performing video on our channel oh my god houses 329 of those are probably from warren <laughs> i think yeah, so well you can say that again <laughs> <laughs> i think the listeners heard oh my god oh my <laughs> and now a word from our sponsor the world's most trusted wordpress backup restore and clone plugin hacking server crashes dodgy updates or simple user error can ruin your wordpress site that is why you need updraft plus install updraft plus to protect your wordpress powered site by visiting updraftplus.com that's updraftplus.com u p d r a f t p o u s.com we thank updraft plus for sponsoring this episode of the blind android users podcast Now we turn our minds to the next category in our must have apps series and this is all about cloud storage. Uh many of you will no doubt use uh cloud storage apps. They're very helpful either if you need to maintain content off device because you don't have enough memory or if you need to access things across a multitude of devices. you have a lot of options uh at various price points um and we're going to talk about some of the more popular services now austin what do you use when it comes to cloud storage when it comes to cloud storage i use onedrive because i have the office 365 account which i got from my office so it gives me 1 tb of storage and also the best part about onedrive is that if you are hit with the ransomware which can happen on windows it gives you like 30 days so you can restore your data from a previous version or some backup that it has there's some ransomware protection thing that onedrive does and it uh, has 30 days time where you can restore your data so you clean your computer first format your entire hard drive reinstall windows and then restore your data from the protection but wait a minute If the whole idea is that my stuff is up there on the cloud, what do I care if there's a ransomware? What does the ransomware have to do with what I'm storing up there? You don't care. That's the thing. That's the benefit of having this stuff on the cloud. You get the protection so you can restore your data if your data gets encrypted. Yeah, but what I'm saying though, my stuff is already up there on the cloud. So why do I need to worry about ransomware? because ransomware increases your data even though it's on the cloud so you so need you that backend protection yeah mm-hmm. 
So are you telling me that that ransomware gets to what I have stored up there in the cloud? Or are yeah. we talking about locally on my computer? No, what's on the cloud? If your computer is connected to the cloud, it's like sync, if you're signed into the account and actively syncing, then your data is also being infected. So now I'm going to demo the OneDrive Android app, which is a very simple app and there's nothing to demo in it. So now I'm going to open the OneDrive app. Absolutely. Best. Phone. Photos. Pixel tips. Open camera. OneDrive. Files pivot. Selected. Refreshing. Loading. Files. Refreshing and loading. So now OneDrive has opened. Let me start from the top right. Search button. Search. More action. Account switch. Search button. Search. You have the search button to the right. Sort by combo box. Sort by name. A to Z. Sort by combo. Search more. Account switcher. Files. So first we have the account switcher. More actions. Then we have more actions. Let's go into this. New. Folder actions. We can create new. Folder actions. Folder. Create folder. Upload button. We can upload something from our phone, which I will show you later. More. And I can click on more. Take a photo button. So OneDrive lets you directly take a photo from within it. Take a photo. Scan button. Refreshing. And also lets you scan. Create a Word document button. You can create Word. Create a PowerPoint. Create an Excel spread. So you can use Office Online. New. Folder actions. That's all we have in more. OneDrive. More actions. Search button. Search. Then we have the search that I said. Sort by combo box. Sort by name. Now you can set your sort your files. Sort by name. A to Z. Depending on A to Z. Tiles view button. You can switch to tiles view, but that's not really accessible. I like this view. List view. Two fingers swipe to refresh. Loading. Refreshing. You can swipe to refresh, but it does it automatically after some seconds. Folder, attachments, zero, attachments, commands, button. And we have commands for each folder. So let's see what they are. Attachments, folder actions, re- share button, folder actions, share button. We can share the folder. Move button. We can move it somewhere. Delete button. We can delete. Rename button. Rename it. Make available offline button. And make available offline, which has add. We'll show you sometime does nothing. Off. Make offline operation. Switch. More. And then we have more. Details button. You can get folder details here. Properties. Navigation bar. OneDrive. Attach. Folder. Audio plugins. 10.6 so that is, January that is all the list of folders that are available now. Selected. Files pivot selected. At the bottom. Tab. Home. Scan. Button. We have. Flight commands. Button. Folder. Scan, a button called scan to the bottom right. But then at the left bottom, we have home pivot tab. Home tab. Home pivot. Home pivot selected. Recent files. Try it now. Button. Close. Button. Discover more about your photos with visual search. Tap a photo of a landmark, animal, or something else to learn more about it. So this is a new feature that is coming out in OneDrive, but it is not quite useful for us but we can learn more about that thing so if you like to travel you like to click photos of landscapes or some animals or something you can use this feature i don't uh, use it so i'm going to close that widget oh excel document see all button recent files so it shows you the recent files that you have opened 
on your computer on your phone on any other device that is linked to your cloud account so let it be on any device it will show you the recent files on your phone you can pick the file that you want and open it offline files tap the icon next to and a file then and select make available offline to view it wherever you it go it will show the offline files at the bottom Scan but i button. don't have any offline files so then we have the scan button as usual selected home pivot selected tab scan button you can have selected. the home pivot, home pivot selected pivot, tab home tab files pivot tab file files. pivot shared pivot tab shared this will show you the files that you have shared with others and that others have shared with you it's the shared section photos pivot tab photos this will show you all your images me pivot tab me this is interesting let's me go pivot. here me pivot files available offline settings button austin account switcher button this will show you all about your accounts austin onedrive premium c plan button i have the onedrive premium that means i'm using office 365 or unless you are buying onedrive monthly which i would not recommend i would recommend that you buy uh, office 365 at least in india that falls cheaper because you get office you can uh, you five friends can make a group put money together and buy an office package and then you can share that with five different accounts so that will fall cheaper 101.37 gigabytes used of 1.03 terabytes so it's 101 gb that i've used out of 1 tb files available offline button and there are no files available offline recycle bin button i can go to my recycle bin here that's nice and this will show me all the files that i have deleted from all the devices so it's not only your phone notifications button here i can go to notifications so let's say someone shares some file with me or a large number of files has been deleted from my one drive i will get the notifications in the notification bar also but if you miss it you can go here and check that out settings button let's go into settings settings navigate up settings accounts disable personal must add one drive for business so i have my personal account set up you want you have a business one drive you can add that here options disabled and you have options update offline files using wifi only these are the off the files that you have made available offline you can update it using wifi only but since i don't use that feature i don't change anything here camera upload on so it's uploading your camera theme system default you can set theme as the left system default passcode off visual search off show file extensions off switch if you want you can do this and i'm going to turn this on show file extensions off switch on shake to send feedback on switch i'm going to turn this off off because it does eat up your battery although you won't have this app um like in the foreground all the time so it's better to turn this off privacy and permissions here you can give the app permissions that you want view diagnostic data and you can view diagnostic data disable version 6 what's new rate this app view help leave the preview privacy and cookie third party notices report abuse so that is all in the settings tab that we have now to upload files navigation it's very simple one 
Let me go to the files pivot. Folder, folder, search button. And let me go to files. Account, more actions. More actions. New, folder, create, upload button. Let's click on upload. OneDrive, recent, show root, search, more options, not checked, images, not, not, not checked, not checked, recent OneDrive, recent file. PXL underscore twenty million two hundred eleven thousand eight underscore oh six two oh four eight one one four MP dot JPG October eight six point three five megabytes. So this is a test photo that I took on October eight. I want to upload this to my OneDrive. I'll just tap on it. Files, OneDrive, more actions. And search button, sort, scan button, folder, folder. It's folder. uploaded. So that is uh, how animation. you upload your files. You can upload your oh. audio Pixel. files, photos, videos, whatever you want to upload can be uploaded to OneDrive and you can then see it across your device. Oh. That is it What's from that? my demo What's of OneDrive. That? I use OneDrive as well and I'll talk about a little bugbear I have with it uh, in a minute. Uh, Anna, what about you? I use... Google Drive, and I use Dropbox. So I'll talk about both of those. I'm going to talk about Google Drive and Dropbox today. Both of these apps have gone through a lot of changes lately, and they're both very powerful. Today we're just going to cover the basics. We'll start with Google Drive. If you don't know it, Drive for Desktop was updated this summer. If you don't have the new version, you should uninstall your old version, sign out of your Google account in Chrome, and download the new version. HTTPS colon slash slash drive.google.com But enough about Google for desktop. Apps list. Search your phone and more. Edit box. Let's go into Google Drive for Android. Showing items 21 to 50 of 161. Drive. Drive. Search in Drive. Edit box. Google Drive. Out of grid. When you open Google Drive, you're on the main screen. In the top left corner is a search item, which is where focus is now. More navigation options button. Next to that is the more navigations button, which is basically navigate up. And in the top right corner, signed in as Anna Garza. We have the user account button. On some screens, we also have two additional controls. In the top left corner, below the navigation control, is a sort by dropdown. And in the top right corner, below the user account, is a toggle for displaying information either as a grid or as a list. There's also a create button for launching Google Docs, Sheets, or Slides. You can find it in the swipe order, but for those of you who explore, it doesn't seem to take focus. This screen has two tabs across the top and four tabs across the bottom. 
The tabs across the top are suggested. Selected, suggested, tab, one of two. These are the files I've worked on recently and Notifications, tab, two of two. Notifications, which is exactly what it sounds like. Across the bottom, we have Selected, home, tab, one of four, enlist, four items. Home. Starred, tab, two of four. Starred. Shared, tab, three of four. Shared. Files, tab, four of four. Files. Most of the screen simply lists the documents I have. The first item I have in my list is something called house.txt. House.txt, text file, heading. To the right of it is an actions button. More actions for house.txt, button. You edited today. And right below it, it says you edited today. And I did, I worked on it this morning. Going down. Invoice 122 underscore 3457 underscore Mayfair underscore Dr. underscore S underscore July 31st, 2021 dot PDF, PDF, heading. Again, to the right is the actions button. More actions for invoice 122 underscore 3457 underscore Mayfair underscore Dr. underscore S underscore July 31st, 2021 dot PDF button. You and opened yesterday. You opened yesterday, which I did. And just as an FYI, you can tap any of these files to open them. In some cases, Drive will just read it for you. So a PDF Drive has its own PDF viewer. Um, in the case of the text file, you'll probably get the open with screen so you can select the app that you want to open the file. Let's go back to House and we're going to tap the Actions button along the right edge of the screen. More actions for house.txt, but house.txt, share, enlist, 16 items. I'm just going to go through these, but they're pretty self-explanatory. The first one is share. Manage people and links. Manage people and links. Add to start. Add to start. Make available offline. Make available offline. Copy link. Copy link. Make a copy. Make a copy. Send a copy. Send a copy. Open with. Open with. Download. Download. Rename. Rename. Show file location. Show file location. Add shortcut to drive. Add shortcut to drive. Details and activity. Details and activity. Add to home screen. Add to home screen. Not a helpful suggestion. And not a helpful suggestion. So. If I don't want this file to appear in the suggestions area, I can tap that. Report abuse. Report abuse. If somebody sends me a link that I don't want to be a part of, I can report that. One thing I do want to say, you notice that there's an offline button. That puts the file on your device so that you know you can work on it even when you don't have internet. In the past, there would only be thumbnails of the files, and when I would tap one, the file would download. Drive would tell me to please wait. Now when I tap the files, they open pretty instantly. So I don't know if maybe more recent files are actually on my device. Let's go back to the main screen. Drive. More actions for house.txt. Button. Enlist. Five items. 
And just to explore a little, we're going to tap Shared, which is one of the tabs along the bottom. Files, tab, four of four, shared, tab, three of four, shared, selected. And you'll notice that I have different files here. Karina Vargas, HW4, Google Docs, shared, Karina Vargas, January 28th, 2018, 8 of 16. This is one of my students who accidentally shared a file to the wrong email address. Karina Vargas, HW3, Google Docs. Karina Vargas, HW2, Google Docs, shared. Karina Vargas, HW1, Google Docs, shared, 11 of 16. I can use the touch and hold gesture, what a lot of people call double tap and hold, to select these homework assignments. If I do, an action bar appears across the top, and I can tap remove or one of other options. At the time of this recording, Drive doesn't tell you which one is selected after it's been selected. Hopefully that'll change in an update soon. There's one more thing I want to show you about Drive. Let's tap the navigation options in the top left corner. More navigation options button. Menu. Google Drive. We have some options here along the left edge of the screen, so let's uh, go from top to bottom. Recent. Recent. Offline. Offline. Trash. Trash. Backups. Backups. Settings. Settings. Help and feedback. Help and feedback. Storage, 344.4 megabytes of 15.0 gigabytes used. All right. Buy storage button. Buy and storage. Then we have um, an invitation to buy more storage. I'm going to tap Recent. 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 And you'll see that I have different files from the ones that uh, were in the suggestion screen. House.txt, text file, modified by me 719am, 2 of 151, in list, 151 items. Invoice 122 underscore 3457 underscore Mayfair underscore doctor underscore S underscore July 31st, 2021 dot PDF, PDF, opened by me August 19th, 3 of 151. Okay, those are the two most recent files. Checkbook, DB, unknown type, uploaded September 11th, 4 of 151. Atos.bcp, unknown type, uploaded December 6th, 2020. These are some backups, and so on. So you notice that they're different files depending on which folder I'm in. Just as a side note, if you want to copy a file from your computer to your drive so that it shows up on the phone, you need to make sure you put the file in the correct place. So, to show you how this works, I'm going to copy a knitting pattern from my Documents folder into the Google Drive folder on my desktop computer. Rib leaf pattern dot doc checked 124 of 146. It's the ribbed leaf pattern. So I'm going to copy it. Now I'm going to open Google Drive. Google Drive checkbox check 16 of 24. Google Drive G. Items view list. 
My drive not selected, not checked, one of two. All right, I have my drive. Other computers, check two of two. And other computers. So I'm going to uh, go my into drive, my drive. Items view list. Google Drive not selected, not checked, one of nine. All right, I'm going to paste. Rip leap pattern dot dot check nine of ten. Okie dokie. I can go ahead and close Drive on my desktop. Desktop list. Google Drive checkbox check 16 of 24. Now on my phone, I'm going to find out if the ribbed leaf pattern is there. Checkbook. DB. Invoice 100. House.txt. Text file. Modified by me 719am. 3 of 151. That seems to be the same file. So I can move away to another screen and come back, or I can try to refresh it by sliding two fingers down from the top along the left edge. Rib leaf pattern dot doc, Microsoft Word, uploaded March 27, 2020, 2 of 151. And there it is. Okay. We're moving on to Dropbox now. Dropbox is one of those apps I used to love to hate. Lots of unlabeled buttons, lots of weirdness in general. It also has been updated recently, and now it's a joy to work with. Dropbox. Recent. Dropbox. File. Dairy Farmers Pocket Spanish Dictionary PDF. Dropbox. Enlist. The user interface for Dropbox is similar to the user interface for Google Drive. Menu. Button. In the top left corner, we have Menu. And in the top right corner, we have Search. Search. Right below that, we have three tabs across the top. They are... Selected, Recent, Tab, One of Three, Enlist, Three Items. Recent. That's exactly what it sounds like, the files you've been working on or checking out recently. Shared, Tab, Two of Three. Shared, Files that have been shared with you and folders that have been shared with you. Starred, tab, three of three. And starred. The files you think are important. Across the bottom we have four tabs. They are... Selected, home, tab, one of four, enlist, four items. Home. Files, tab, two of four. Files. Photos, tab, three of four. Photos. Account, tab, four of four. And account. Most of the screen is just a list of files. And along the right edge, for each file, there is an Actions button. Selected, Recent, Tab, 1 of 3, Enlist, 3 items. File, Rental 2021, XLSX, in Folder Rental, Enlist. This is really nice. It tells me that there's a file, the name of the file, and it tells me which folder this is in. More options for Rental 2021, XLSX, and button. And there's a more options button for this Excel file. File, house.txt, Dropbox. There's the house.txt file that I also have in Drive. It's an important file I'm working on. And then right below it is... File, Dairy Farmers Pocket Spanish Dictionary PDF, Dropbox. And to the right of each of these, remember, is the Actions button. When I have a file in Drive in the main folder, I just hear the file name. I'll show you what happens when we come across a folder. Folder, Rental, Dropbox. 
And it also has an actions button to the right. More options for rental button. There we go. Dropbox is similar to Drive in that I can tap any of these files to open it. Dropbox, I discovered now, has a text editor which works really well. I edited my file a little bit last night. And it also has a PDF viewer. I opened uh, the Dairy Farmer's Glossary. Both files opened immediately, suggesting that they're on my phone. Like Google Drive in the past, I would be notified that the files needed to be downloaded. And this time I didn't do that, so I'm not sure if the files are actually on my phone or not. So um, let's tap the Actions button to find out which options I have. More options for house.txt button. Dropbox. File. Enlist. House.txt. Heading. All right, there's the name of my file. Dropbox 21 kilobytes. Modified nine hours ago. Tells me how big the file is. Copy link. I can copy my Dropbox link. Share. Share with someone. Manage access. Manage access to who can open this file. Make available offline. Make available offline. Again, I'm not sure if this is on my phone or not because it opened immediately the first time I tried to open it. Not checked. Make available offline. Switch. Off. There's a button for making it available offline. Star. A button for starring. Show in folder. I can show it in a folder if it were in a folder. Rename. Rename. Duplicate. Duplicate. Move. Move. Open with. Open with. This is useful. If Dropbox cannot open the file, it'll give you a list of options. Even if it can, uh, when I opened the TXT file, the first option in the list was the Dropbox text editor. Export. Export. Delete. Delete. And there you have it. I'm going to go back. Dropbox. File. House.txt. Dropbox. Enlist. Again, you can go to some of these other tabs to find a different list of files. Photos, tab, three of four, in list, four items. I'm going to tap photos, uh, which is one of the options across the bottom. Turn on camera uploads, tap here to auto upload your photos, in list. So I can make sure that my photos automatically get backed up to drive. I don't know that I want to do that. January 2020. Practice video dot bin underscore two oh two oh oh one two seven underscore nineteen twenty six twenty four dot mp four. Let's see. Great. I have a video that I was practicing with. Thirty six IMG underscore twenty million one hundred eighty one thousand twenty four underscore one hundred sixty two thousand one hundred seventeen dot jpg. And some photographs. Thirty two IMG underscore twenty million one hundred eighty one thousand twenty four underscore one hundred sixty one thousand six hundred eight dot jpg. There are headings that give me a sense of when this photo was taken, for example. January 2020. October 2018. And that's pretty much all there is to it. In the case of Dropbox, you can put the file pretty much anywhere inside the Dropbox folder. It can be in a folder, a subfolder, and it'll work. So it's not as fussy as Google Drive is. So that's it. Both of these apps have been recently updated.
They work really well, especially Dropbox. Hope you enjoy them. Thanks very much for those demos, Anna. And Warren, what about you? Being the evangelist, you know, I have to evangelize everywhere. And so I find myself, though, doing a multitude of things. And I happen to be, you know, a junkie when it comes to things of that nature. So I use multiple, including the likes that you guys have talked about and things like PCloud or Digu or Mega. I actually will be demonstrating the latter, the two, uh, Digu and Mega. Hi. In keeping with our 44th episode in which we talk about cloud storages, I'll be talking about an app called Digu. Digu is a cloud storage that gives you 100 GB for free. In doing this demonstration, I'll be using an older device running Android 11. That's my Pixel 2 XL. I'll also be using TalkBack 12.1 and utilizing the Zoe voice from Vocalizer. I am on my home screen now and will now navigate to my cloud storage folder, find and tap on Digoo, D-E-G-O-O. Folder, cloud storage, Lsync, folder opened, 3 by 2 I am now in my cloud storage and I'll find Digoo. Digoo. Digoo, secure cloud drive, life's best memories, Digoo. Email. Edit box. When you launch Digu for the very first time, you will be taken to this. I have cleared my storage and all of that to make sure that I show you how you get started. If you're an existing user, you could simply put in your username and password in here. If you're not, then you'll have to choose to create an account. I will now tap on the edit field and put in my information and log on. Showing English, US, QWERTY, keyboard, worker, at gmail.com, enlist. It pulls up my information because I'm using the autofill from Google, and I'll tap here to accept. Worker, at gmail.com, edit box, password, 10 characters, edit box, password. It has my password in here, and all I need to do is tap on sign on or login. Login button. Loading. Keyboard hidden. Digu. Secure cloud drive. Light Digu. Digu needs full access to your photos for the best experience. And I'll tell it accept or allow. Allow access to all photos. Button. Allow Digu to access photos, media, and files on your device. Allow Digu to access photos, media, and files on your device. Allow. Button. Digu. Welcome. Start uploading my photos button. Or skip. Skip. Digu. Automatic uploads selected. Automatic uploads selected. What this has done was that it actually takes us to the gallery or the photo uploads. And here we have either automatic, which is by default loaded, or to the right of that we have the manual upload. Manual uploads. Below those two tabs, we have some items. And to the left of each of those items, we have an icon that says category. And to the right of each of those items, we have switches, either on or off. I'll show you what I'm talking about. For example, category icon button. 
and that belongs to photos and to the right of that switch off it is switched off it means in other words that my photos are not going to be automatically uploaded however if i turn that on every time i take a picture and it detects that my folders on my phone have pictures they'll be automatically uploaded here that however is not the most important thing that i'm focused on here rather i want to focus on how to go about uploading and sharing our files from within the goo at the bottom of the phone however we have some tabs and these tabs going from the bottom left to the right we have the following moments moments to the right of that gallery gallery optimize optimize that is to optimize videos and pictures and to the right of that menu menu this is important because in here we'll find things like settings and other things and so i'll tap on the menu and see the things that we have i will now tap on menu menu worker at gmail.com it talks about my email address and going from there going to the bottom we have camera backup is off turn on files we have files special offers invite friends upgrade upgrade settings and settings let's go into settings first before we come back here again and look at the item that says files settings navigate up button tapping on settings here are the things that we find starting from the top settings when to run backup in list we have when to run backup only on wi-fi run only when connected via wi-fi switch on if you turn this on and by default is turned on it means it'll automatically back up your stuff if you don't want to you could turn that off only when charging run only when charging your phone switch off add find free wi-fi connections around you with instabridge hide ads hide ads of course if you tap here it's going to take you to where you could get the premium version and all of that other other lock up with pin code require pin code when opening the app switch off optimize images optimize the size of images switch on optimize videos optimize the size of videos switch on startup screen auto notifications status notifications show notifications for files status switch on enable help notifications show tips on new features and how to get the most out of the switch on privacy settings manage permissions information about 1571552110007 and that's the last item i will now go back digu automatic uploads selected out of list it took me out so i'm going to tap on the menu again found at the bottom right menu 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 worker at gmail.com using 0.02% of 104.98 gigabytes i would like us to look at an item here that we saw earlier and that's the one that says files 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 when you tap on files we have 
rows and columns here. At the very top, though, we have a button that says search. Search out of grid. There's the search there at the very top. Now, going down, we have these rows. We have three items on a row, and we have a total of like four rows. Let's see what we have on the first row. Gallery, row one, column one. Then right. Videos, row one, column all files, row one, then column next five. Column. Music, row two. Documents, row two. Shared, row two. Top secret, row three. Top favorites, column three. Albums, row three, column five. Secret. And the last row. Deleted files. Is deleted files. Now I want to talk a little bit about the top secret. The top secret folder will not allow you to use it as a free user. In order to be able to access the top secret folder, you'll have to be a subscriber of $154 a year. And that also gives you, I think maybe two TB or five TB. I don't remember which one is the case now, but I'm not interested in a top secret folder. Now, besides all those folders and that deleted folder above the button that says menu we have a button that simply says my files fab text plus my files fab and this is the one that you will tap on and find and choose to upload a file but before we do that let's go into one of the folders so we could upload something for example, let's say I want to upload something into my music folder or my documents folder, for example. Music, row two, documents, or documents, column three. Let's say I want to upload something to my documents folder. So I'll tap here on this document folder. Documents, documents, this folder is empty. Perhaps it has not finished uploading yet. Out of grid. At the bottom, like I said earlier, above the menu is where it says My Files Fab. And that button is what we need to tap on in order to find an item to upload. My Files Fab. When we tap on My Files Fab, we have three items. We have Upload File, Upload to Top Secret, or an item that says My Files Fab, when we tap on that, it returns us to the list of the folders and columns that we saw earlier. But this time I want to tap on the one that says Upload Files. Upload Files. Below that. Upload Files to Top Secret. Or. My Files Fab Plus. Tapping on that will return me to the list of folders. So I'll tap on Upload Files. Upload Files. Select Files Folders to Upload. Navigate up button. Tapping on that tells me I could select files or folders to upload. In other words, I could upload single files or upload entire folders. I am sitting though in an area where I have things like my videos and things that the file browser automatically sees. However, if there's a folder in particular that you want to find and upload, especially on your internal storage or on an SD card, what we need to do here is tap on a button on the top right corner of the phone that says More Options. More Options button. Pop-up window. All files. In list. Tapping on More Options gives us three items. We have All Files, List, and Sort. List. Sort by. So in other words, if you want 
to select something from your internal storage, you want to tap on All Files. List All Files. Select Files Folders to Upload. You can select an entire folder or select a single file from within a folder. App Backup. Audiobooks as Recorder of Books. DCI. I'm just going through my folders Download. on my internal folder. storage. Eloquence TML Manage Movies. Folder. And things like that. But... I will go back to this folder that has some of my screenshots because I don't have anything on this phone really. So here, screen twenty million two hundred ten thousand nine. If I tap on that, one file selected. Navigate up button. Out of that view. file is now selected, and now at the top, we have two buttons. We have more options on the top right, and to the left of that, we have an add button. More options button. To the left. ADD. Add. Tap here. Debut. Progress bar. Zero percent. And it is uploading my file. It'll take it a while because I didn't pay attention as to how big this file is. While the file is being uploaded, I just want to mention here in passing that when the file completes upload and you want to share it with someone, all you need to do is find the file in question, long press on it. And near the top, you're going to find where it says share. Tapping on that share, however, will pop up your typical sharing items like copy link or use email or whatever that you want to share it with. If on the other hand, however, you want to delete it or whatever, after highlighting it, just tap on the more options and therein you'll find a delete. Tapping on the delete will send it to the deleted folder and then you will need to go into the deleted folder to permanently get rid of it. That's how you go about using Degoo, D-E-G-O-O. -O. And now here's a demonstration of Mega, M-E-G-A. Hi, in keeping with our episode where we talk about cloud storages, I'll be talking about Mega, M-E-G-A. I will be demonstrating Mega using an older device in the way of my Pixel 2 XL running Android 11 with TalkBack 12.1. I will be using the Zoe Voice from Vocalizer TTS engine. I am now on my home screen and will navigate to the Cloud Storage folder, find and tap on Mega. Folder, Cloud Storage, Alsync, Folder Open. I will now find and tap Mega. Mega. Login. Connecting to the server. Mega. Left action button. We are now in the main UI of the app. And as you heard, it talks about something on the top left, which says. Left action button. That is the navigational drawer. We'll come back to it. But to the right of that, we have the search field where you could tap and search for a particular file you're after. Below the navigational drawer, we have four tabs. Starting from the left, we've got Photos Docs Docs Audio Audio Videos and Video. Now below those four tabs, we have a couple more tabs. From the left, just below Photos, we have Recents tab selected one of two in list, two We've got items. Recent tab, and to the right we have Offline tab, two of two. Offline. 
At the bottom of the font, we also have some tabs. From the bottom left, going to the right, we have the following. Cloud Drive, tab, one of five. We have Cloud Drive. Camera Uploads, tab, selected, three of five, text, M. That's your text. Chat, tab, four of five. And... Shared Items, tab, five of five. Shared Items. Above that share items, we have this button that simply says Fab Home Main plus button. Fab Home Main. Let's go back to the top now and tap on that navigational drawer. Photos. Left action. Menu. Warren Car. Worker. My account. My account. Contacts. Contacts. Notifications. Transfers. Offline. Rebel Shabian. Settings. Settings. Let's go to the settings. Navigate up button. In settings, we have the following. Appearance. Heading. Settings. Out of list. Appearance. Heading. In. Color theme. Features. Head. Storage. Heading. Download location. File management. Media. Heading. Audio files. Security. Heading. Backup recovery key. Exporting the recovery key and keeping it in a secure location enables you to set a new password without data loss. Let's keep going. Passcode lock off. I'm going to scroll up. Change password. Two-factor authentication. Two-factor authentication is a second layer of security for your account. Off. Switch. Not QR code. Mega users who scan your QR code will be automatically added to your contact list. On. Switch. Check. Advanced. Help. Heading. Help Center. Send feedback. About. Heading. Cookie settings. Terms of service. View source code. Mega SDK version. 7C37400. And. Meg Atchet SDK version, F90F3212. Those are the items that we find in the settings. I will now go back to the menu eye. We are now back in the menu eye, and I want us to take a look at that button that we saw just above the share button on the bottom right corner. Fab Home Main. Left action button. Tapping on that button, we have two items that pop up. We have chat and upload. New chat. Upload. If I tap here, it will take me to where I could upload something. Before we do that, though, let's go to the first tab at the very bottom left. Cloud Drive. Tab. One of Cloud Drive. Tapping on Cloud Drive now takes me to the list of my files that I've uploaded previously to my Mega Storage. For example, I have some of these. Apps, four files, in list. I have apps. Audio, two files. I have audio files. Let's tap on apps, for example. Apps, audio archery 1.12 zip, 18.09 megabytes, August 24th, 2016, 11.31. That is the audio archery that I have backed up back in 2016. Let's now show you how you go about sharing an app or file.
To the right of each file or app, we have something called File List 3 Dots Layout. Audio Archery 1. And upon tapping on those three dots, here's what we got. Info. Favorite. Info. Favorites. Label. Label. Open with. Save to device. Available offline. Off. Switch. Manage link. Manage link. Remove link. Or remove link. Managing of the link simply means whether you would like the people that you send the link to to have an encryption key before they could decrypt it or not, and you could also password protect it and things like that. Let's go back now and long press on it. Audio archery. Long pressing on it, on the other hand, gives us the following items near the top. More options button. There's the more options on the top right. Share. Send to share. Share. Send to chat. Manage link. Save to device. And if we tap on share. If we tap on share, for example. Share. Share. Then we have the traditional Android sharing system pop up, including the one to copy the link. Copy button row HTTPS colon share out of grid HTTPS colon slash slash. And below that we have copy button. Copy. That's how you go about sharing that. And now that we're in this folder, let's go about demonstrating how you go about uploading a file. We are in our apps folder, and let's pretend we're uploading something to the apps folder. At the bottom, just above the share tab, we have that button we talked about earlier, which is floating button plus button. Floating out of button. List. We tab here. Upload from device. We could upload from device. Pick from file system. Or scan document. Or capture. We could even capture using the scanning. Create new folder. Create a folder. Create new text file. Or create a new text file. In this case, we simply want to upload something from the device. And I'll now tap on the one that says upload from device. Pick from file from device. Documents. Show roots. Button. Tapping on that now puts me in my phone storage. And at the top, we... Here, show roots. Or I could simply go to the recent apps, and that's the one that's showing below that. Files and documents. It's showing my documents. I'm going to tap on show roots. Show roots. Menu. Open from. All documents. So in this case, if you have a phone that supports an SD card, you could even choose to go open it up, or rather, import your file from your SD card. I do not have an SD card, so I'll just go down here and find something and upload. Audio. Document download Pixel 2 XL. I'm going to tap on my Pixel 2. Pixel 2. App backup. Row 2. Books. Row document. Eloquence T. Mega. Row set. Movies. Row notification. Movie. Mega. Eloquence TTS. Let's go down. Note podcast. Ringtones. Podcasts. Pod. I'm going to upload something from podcast. Blind Android users introduction MP3. There's our first episode of the blind android user side tap on this upload has started preparing files view transfers mega 
And it says the upload has started and it's going to upload that. And once it's uploaded, it will show it among the items that I have here besides the audio archery and audio all of that. Upload has finished. Uploaded one file. Total size 59.21 megabytes. We are told that the upload has finished and tells me it's 59 MB. If I put my finger down now, I should be able to find it alongside with the audio archery that we saw earlier in this folder. Audio archery 1.12 zip. Blind Android users introduction MP3 59.2. And there it is. You could either share it or you could even tap here and it will still play that file. Mega. And then at the bottom, you could close the player. I paused it. Let's fast forward. And I'll just close out of it. And that's how you go about managing the Mega Cloud Storage using the Mega App. Now, as I said, I use OneDrive, but I have a bit of a bugbear with it. And I'm going to talk about that and show you a workaround. So when I use OneDrive on my computers, I use Windows and Mac, um, uh, I, I, I install the OneDrive app and, uh, you know, I set it up and everything. And what I have in uh, File Explorer or in, in Finder on the Mac, I have a local folder called OneDrive, which contains whatever OneDrive contents I've told it to contain. So I can set it up as a full sync. I can set it up to show uh, shortcuts to the online files. And I can set it to store um, uh, files and folders offline on um, the device, whether that's the Windows PC or the Mac. On the Android phone, it doesn't quite work like that. I can go in and download individual files or folders, but that's a bit of a pain. You know, they'll go into the downloads folder, but you can't do it with the whole uh, OneDrive thing and you can't sync, obviously. You're downloading a snapshot. You can go in and mark a OneDrive folder or file for offline use, and that means it is available on the device. What OneDrive does then, though, is store it in a cache folder, which only it or a file manager or a media playing cloud app like CloudBeats Pro can see. So let's say if you have another uh, 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 app that you want to be able to see media on your device, like, I don't know, Smart Audiobook Player, it can't see the OneDrive files you've marked for offline storage, even though you've marked them for offline storage. To me, this makes the offline storage feature pretty pointless in the OneDrive uh, Android app. Happily, though, there is a little uh, app. Uh, it's not free, by the way, um, but I like it, so I'm going to show you anyway. It's called AutoSync. I'm going to, I'm going to just open it up now. I'm not going to show you much of it. I'll show you uh, two of its four tabs. Personal apps list. Search. BBC sounds. Pro audio recorder. Pro authentic. Auto sync. As one notification. Column five. Here it is. Overview. Sync now. Out of print. I'll show you the tabs at the bottom first of all. 
that's the bottom left hand tab that will show you uh basically what's going on the status and everything else that'll give you a, a chronological view of what it's done the fault the folders tab I'll come to you last. This is where you create the syncs you want it to have. And this is the more tab. I'm going to go in here. So I'll show you this. This is this is the cloud storage accounts. As I say, I use OneDrive, but I'll show you this first. Cloud storage. So I could go and add an account here. We'll go into settings briefly. I'll only show you one section of the settings, and that's the sync settings. Go in here. I have an unlimited uh, mobile connection, so I'm happy with this. In fact, I only have mobile connections. Wait before each attempt. Five minutes. Max number of attempts. One time. Automatic background sync. Edit. So this, it has different data settings for its automatic sync. I, I can initiate a manual sync, which is what those data settings had to do with. Here, we can decide if we want it to do things in the background. Enable auto sync. Monitor folders and sync in background. On. Switch. The battery saving method in your device may affect automatic sync. More info on our website. Auto sync interval. One hour. Only while device is charging. Not hit. Tip box. So you, if, you, if you're worried about syncing on, on low battery, if you're rationed and can't get near a charge, you can set that much higher. So, you, so I think by default, it's set to 50%. If your battery drops below 50%, it won't sync in the background. So for background sync, you might want to keep an eye on that if you aren't on an unlimited connection. So here you can set it to Wi-Fi only if you want. Do you want it to sync while you're abroad? Probably not. So we'll come out of settings. There's nothing else I want to show you in here today. So I said it wasn't a free app. So I'll go and show you how you buy an app license if you want to and the different sorts of things you can buy. So if you have a lot of cloud storage accounts, this might be quite good value. Um, I'll show you how many it supports in a minute. So there's no one-time payment for the entire app. If you want a one-time payment, it has to be for the cloud storage services. I think that cost me £6. We'll go and see if they, uh, some of the other ones are in a minute. But it also supports... 
Sit with metal. Sit with cloud. Sit with the disk. Sit with old cloud slash text split. Sit with laptop. Sit with lab slash SMB. Sit with FTP slash SFTP. Subscriptions and purchases are associated with your Google account and are not shareable with other users. They are valid for all your Android. So it's got a few different ones. I'm going to go into Google Drive and see how much it is. Sit with laptop. Sit with old cloud. Sit with Yandex. Sit with cloud. Sit with Meta. Sit with Box. Sit with Dropbox. Sit with Google Drive. Google Play Store. Zero percent. Progress bar out of list. Sit with Google Drive. Auto sync. File sync and backup. Current price six pounds and ninety nine pence. Text. So you can either pay £2.99 a month or whatever that is in your local currency, or as you heard, £6.99 for lifetime Google Drive. That's all I want to show you in the More tab. I'm now going to show you the Folder tab where the action or where you create your folder pairings. As I said, um, this will sync between a local folder on your device and a folder on your cloud storage. You can obviously make that the entire cloud storage if you want to, uh, or you can pick specific subfolders. I'm not going to create a folder pair, but I'll show you what it looks like. I did select the folder tab. So there are a couple of unlabeled buttons. Um, the, the plus symbol, I think, is pretty universal as an ad. So even though it could be better labeled, hopefully everyone knows what it is. It's the one that says unlabeled plus. So we can call that poll to something. You could put uh, ads documents uh, or uh, you know you can leave it blank so this looks like an edit box but if we double tap it it'll actually bring up a tree view of our onedrive folders select remote folder navigate up button select remote folder my files and list share with me cancel button select button disabled i'll go to my files Navigate up button. Select room. New folder. My files. Go up and list. 2021-0-2020-2020-2020-2020-2020-2020-2020-2020-2020-2020-2020-2020-2020-2020-2020-2020-2020-2020-2020-2020-2020-2020-2020-2020-2020-2020-2020-2020-2020-2020-2020-2020
So you've got download only, download, then delete. Uh, uh, similar things. Uh, you know, if your OneDrive is getting full, it could, it could, it could delete them from the OneDrive when it's downloaded. Then you have your mirrors, upload and download mirror. Um, they will mirror whatever the current state is on the other device. Be a bit careful here because, you know, if you've selected upload or download mirror, so it's mirroring the OneDrive thing on your phone, say, if you go and delete something off your phone, it'll immediately go and download it again because it's, it's mirroring what's on your OneDrive. So, so be careful with your mirrors. There's more about this in the help section. It tells you what each of those do. So it's a really powerful syncing app um, that will let you sync between a number of cloud storages and between uh, local folders on your device. Neat. Uh, Ed, thanks for that demonstration. I haven't played with that particular app. There was one I used to use, whose name I no longer remember, but it, it was something similar to this. And if anyone knows of any free apps, do please let me know. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, it's not too bad for me because I only use OneDrive, but uh, you know it could kind of get expensive if you use lots of cloud storage apps. I think the one that I'm talking about though had a one-time payment, and you know um, it, it's not like this one that you have to pay for each individual cloud storage. I think that can get a little bit expensive. Or it's got the, the three dollar subscription or the three pound <laughs> subscription if you don't want to yeah. do that. Yeah. Whichever way, whichever way you do it. But it's nice, it's ad-free, it's uncluttered. Uh, but yeah, if you remember what yours is, then uh, let's all switch to that. But uh, no, it, it solved the bugbear I was having, which was becoming even more annoying than uh, at the time that Windows 11 is now. So the whole idea about cloud storages is the idea that I want to be able to save my stuff up there in the cloud and to free my phone uh, phone's memory, and also to be able to access that cloud storage on other devices. These are probably the two most important part of a cloud storage, isn't it? Definitely. Yeah, I think so. And and security is important as well on, on, on cloud storage, I think. What I would say about cloud storage is don't, don't rely on it 100%. You know, it's all very well. We think we're paying for storage. We've got comeback. But there have been pretty notable high-profile business outages uh, of, you know, quite well-run, well-protected business cloud servers. And, uh, uh, you know, companies have found themselves in trouble. The old thing about keeping three physical backups, one of them, uh, uh, you know, ideally in at least two different locations, um, I think for critical data probably still holds true. Um, cloud storage is convenient, you know, do use it, uh, particularly for stuff stuff you need to access uh, across devices, but don't 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 think it uh, uh, removes the need for for physical backups. I, d I don't think it does. Right, and I, I mean, if you use backup long enough, you're going to run into an incident where you lose something. Uh, I know I would say I have this problem every maybe three or four years, I lose something. So it's always good to have a uh, backup on a thumb drive or in hard copy or something. And I happen to be one of those boys. Um, kind of, you know, keep something on my hard drive, rather on my external drive, or this is where those of you guys with SD card slots, you know, 
come in handy for you guys. And back in the days that I had an SD card slot, you know, I used to put some of my stuff that I don't want to be on the cloud there because sometimes I guess maybe a little bit of a paranoia on my side. <laughs> but there are certain things absolutely I don't want to be out there on the cloud. And so I put those things on like a hard drive elsewhere. I have maybe multiple hard drives and you'll find those things all across those other hard drives just in case something happens to the other one. So I can see this usage in both cases because it makes sense to have certain things in the cloud. So I'm traveling somewhere, I could access those easily and that's where the beauty comes in. Yeah, and, and you know, uh not all cloud storage apps are created or services are created equal when it comes to security. Mega is probably about the most secure we've demonstrated today, but there are, you know, there are other ones. Um, and, and all I'd say about multiple physical backups, you know, if you are someone who uses multiple external hard drives, don't buy the same brand. Uh, obviously, if you're not using, uh, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not advocating necessarily the use of multiple physical drives. If you don't do that already, I'm not saying move to it. What I'm saying is if you do it, vary the manufacturer of your drives so you've got i don't know one seagate uh one one samsung one elements one whoever else uh in case you know y- you wind up with a problem where actually there's something that's caused one manufacturer's hardware to fail that's an interesting scenario ed and you know actually i wound up doing that without even thinking of it that way but I think that totally makes sense. I have different manufacturers um, from SanDisk to uh, Western, what is that? Uh, Western, Western Digital. Western yeah, I've got Digital. a WD, uh, <laughs> NAS Drive, uh, yeah. Mirror. And then I have something called, I have something called a free... Uh, Freecom? Free, free get, well, I don't remember. I had a Freecom, it died. I wasn't very happy with it. <laughs> so I have maybe like five or so different... Um, external drives, you know, from those that fit in your pocket to, you know, one that's a little bit on the bigger side, maybe like three or four inches long, or maybe I said six inches long, like a phone. And so it all ranges from like 600 to 6 TB. I have all of those. Of course, then I have the thumb drives as well. So that's over <laughs> a lot of things yeah. going on here yeah it, it's it, interesting you didn't didn't know the size because i showed my hard drive and claimed it was 12 inches and someone told me it was six um but yeah it really makes sense i never thought As of it woman, like I will you put be it silent <laughs> <laughs> at least you got it <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but it sure does make sense uh not to rely on one brand just in case something happens so there's an inherent uh, something about that particular yeah. brand that kind of messes up your stuff so it really makes sense try to diversify it a little bit always have a failover now we turn our minds to the next in our series of csr episodes from mariam Commentary screen reader, or the Chinese screen reader, has gotten really popular among blinds and visually impaired recently. And here, on the Blind Android Users Podcast, we will have a series of episodes in which we will talk about how to use the screen reader and how to get the best out of it. everyone and welcome to another episode of CSR's Basics. 
Um, first of all, I just want to say that there's been an update that got pushed out on October 1st. Um, and with it was actually the sale that we announced on our podcast last week. Um, the sale is now over, actually. It has, like, it's been through, through October from, like, October 1st through October or until October 6th, so it's over right now. Today is October 9th, actually, I'm recording this. Um, so I just want to say that with the latest update that got pushed out, all the lagging issues with the international version have been fixed, and some stuff um, have been actually updated, and bugs that were there. For instance, the keyboard bug... Um, um, some applications, third-party apps used to crash, uh, sorry, crash while using CSR. Now they don't crash anymore. Um, so it's it's so good actually. I'm I'm happy with the new update. Also, um, offline recognition for OCR has been pushed out as well. Um, we still haven't demonstrated the OCR engine that's built into the screen reader, but we will be going over this. In the upcoming episodes also um video subtitling or video subtitles now are being read by the screen reader but this is still a new feature um so we're still waiting to know how that works so let's get into today's episode and um talk about what we're going to discuss today first of all we're going to be talking about um, multi-part gestures and what they are. Also, we're going to be talking about left shortcuts and right shortcuts and how to customize them and what they actually mean. But I just want to point out that some of today's um, features are actually in the premium subscription. So be aware of that. I'm going to point out what is free and what is not um, when, like while we're going through this today's demonstration. So first of all, what are multi-port gestures? Multi-port gestures are another set of gestures that you could use, um, and you could definitely assign them to do certain things in this computer. Now, what I love about CSR is that it has lots of sets of gestures that you could use, so you could do your, you know, your things much faster um there are like additional stuff besides the basic um set of gestures that we are used to in addition to the multi-finger gestures now multi-part gestures are different than multi-finger gestures multi-finger gestures are general they're actually available in csr and in talkback as well but multi-port gestures are um a set of gestures that all that are only available in csr and are, that are only available in the premium subscription so let's get into it first of all we need to know how to turn them on we'll go to um program settings as usual main menu extensions voice assistant Ex- program settings g plus general settings now we need to go to operation settings because it's the place where we assign gestures t operate reading setting operation setting operation hot scheme setting shortcut keys 
Clicking actions. Multi-part gesture settings. Multi-part gestures. Multi-part gesture settings. Multi-part gesture settings. Use multi-part gestures checkbox unchecked. First of all, we need to enable this one. Uh, it's a checkbox. Plus one checked. Up multi-part gesture. So we have up multi-part gesture. Down multi-part gesture. Down multi-part gesture. Left multi-part gesture. Left multi-part gesture. Right multi-part gesture. And right multi-part gesture. Left and right multi-part gesture. Left, right. Right and left multi-part right gesture. Up and down multi-part gesture. And down. Down and up multi-part gesture. Down and up. Left and up multi-part gesture. Left and up. Left and down multi-part gesture. Left and down. Right and up multi-part gesture. Right and down. Right and down multi-part gesture. And so on. Up and left multi-part. Up and right multi-part gesture. Time. Down and left multi-part. Down and right multi-part. Multi-part gesture. Right multi-part. And it's over. So, um, we'll go with the easiest one of them, which is the up. Left multi-part gesture. Down. Up multi-part gesture. So. Up. Up multi-part. Left. Use the up multi-part gesture checkbox unchecked. We'd need to enable this as well. Checked. Left swipe. So, now. What does the up multi-part gestures or up left mean? How can we um, actually execute it? So, it's up left, but... You know, someone would tell me up left, it what it does up left. Extensions. It opens up the extensions menu. Manage but cancel button. Right? So what does it mean by up left? How we can do it? So up left means you would swipe up and remove your finger for a second or even less and then swipe left. Right? So up, lift your finger from the screen completely and then swipe left with one finger. This is how it works with all those multi-port gestures. While it's up and down, you would swipe up and down in one swipe and left your finger and then swipe left with one finger. So it all works with one finger, but you would swipe your, you would execute the basic gesture first and then left your finger and then do the second one. But don't wait too much because it would, you know, get lost actually. So right now, we're going to assign one. Here you would have every single functionality that's available in CSR. Use the left swipe. Left swipe. Left. Plugins unchecked. Custom plugins unchecked. Let's, for instance, um... Custom voice commands unchecked. Tools unchecked. Uh, choose pick tools. Check. Tools. Up multi tools. Cancel button. Tools. Enter keyword text box. Cancel button. So I actually don't have to. Up multi. You left swipe. Let's assign another one. Left swipe. Focus, focus monitor one. manager oh, unchecked. Quick clicking mode. Focus okay. mo up multi part gesture. Focus monitoring, monitoring manager. Now it's done. Back button. Multi part gesture You're settings. Swipe back, back button. Operation settings. Back button. G show plus. Now we swipe up and left my finger. User center. Up. Accessibility setting. Down tools. Download additional resources. Up. Extensions. Focus monitor manager. As you can tell. Delete button. Cancel button. So, up and then left right. G show up. plus. Up, left. Download additional re Focus monitor man. Delete button. Cancel button. Focus monitor manager. Delete button. Cancel button. As you can tell. So, don't wait too much. Because if you wait, it's going to actually get lost. Like, it's going to lose the focus or, the, um, you know, the intention of swiping 
up and then left. So up, left. Focus monitor, delete, cancel button. Not in one swipe, but two swipes, but don't wait too much, like less than a second. So this is the way to do it. Um, I know it might seem kind of vague um, and hard to do at this, like, and like in the beginning but after you learn how to do it you're gonna realize it's pretty easy um i also like to actually understand how it's done it took me a lot now we're going to be talking about left shortcut and right shortcut and what they actually do G plus. now we're going to go to operation settings too notification reading set advanced set reading settings operation settings operation setting navigate up gesture scheme description we want to go to um left shortcut and right shortcut gestures for applicate use the gamer mode navigation settings edge gesture set shortcut key settings edge navigate shortcut gesture settings so it's called shortcut gestures settings shortcut gesture settings Shortcut, use the shortcut swipes to quickly navigate and list checkbox checked controls whether the shortcut Use the shortcut swipes to quickly navigate and list checkbox checked controls whether the shortcut keys can be used to quickly scroll long lists As you can tell Now, um, I know that there's, there's been a new update that has gotten pushed to talkback Which you could, you could have the scrolling in the granularity now, we actually have this. You could use the scrolling in the granularity of G-Show. It has been there for a long time. Let's check the one. Labels. Let's check if it's there or not. Buttons. Text boxes. No, my, now I'm swiping up down. Images. Check boxes. Progress bar. Lists. List items. Focusable element. Clickable element. Notes. Scrolling mode. As you can tell, it's called scrolling mode. Now, also, this... Short Use the shortcut swipes to quickly navigate and list checkbox checks. It's pretty much the same, but if you have a long list and CSR identifies that it's a long list and your rotor is set on default, you can just, you know, simply use the up gesture and the right gesture. The up, sorry, the up and down, like up or down to scroll long lists. It's pretty much the same thing as using two fingers to scroll. Um, long lists. Now, left swipe shortcut settings. Left Most swipe. Microphone sent a voice message. Now, swiping up or right. Uh, or now, swiping up or down. What does that mean? With CSR, we actually have kind of demonstrated this before. You could just swipe down to answer a call, swipe up to end a call. Swipe down while you are on a call to turn the speaker on. How does that work? It simply works this way. Pretty much the same way as the per app gestures themes. When we use to enter the name of the button that we want this gesture to execute. Use left swipe shortcut now, settings. Left swipe is actually the up swipe. And right swipe shortcut right settings. Swipe is the down swipe. So let's... Left swipe shortcuts. Left swipe navigate. Left swipe ADD button. There's an add button. Default button. Default. If we we want to reset it to the default settings. Hang up. We have hang up. Def hang up. You know, if you want to end the call, like I said. Reject. Reject. Asterisk. 
Five left to decline. Five Asterisk. Left to decline. End call. Hang up. Hang up the call. QQ. QQ. Decline voice call. Previous. Previous track. Navigate up. So as you can tell, they're written as buttons. On every single phone, there's an like an end call, hang up, um, or, you know, decline, whatever. So what you could do if you want to, for instance, on, like, you could also bring up previous track, next track. Now, in YouTube Music, for instance, it's not previous track or next track, so I needed to use this feature. What I did was, it's called, the button It's called previous song and next song. So, what you could do, it's pretty easy. Cancel and speaker. Navigate up. Navigate up button. Left swipe short ADD button. We could hit add. Text showing English. Just type in next song. Or, sorry, previous song. N. N. S. Delete. And delete. And it's going to execute this. It's going to, you know, um... It's going to take you to the previous song. H G. And you just text box. Ed, ed, okay button. Hit okay. Cancel button. Left swipe short English. Us. Qwerty. Just do it right. Um, if you just if you're on YouTube Music and you swiped up, it's gonna take you to the previous song. Default I'm button. I'm gonna show you another one. Back button. Use gestures to shortcut gesture. Left right swipe short. Right next song. As you can tell, I already added next song to the, you know, to them. Accept next song because I want it to, um, I want the CSR to swap to the next song whenever I'm, I'm in YouTube Music. I also added accept accept because it wasn't there. Because when you get a Telegram call, the button's called accept, not answer or asterisk swipe right to to answer whatever it is. It's called actually accept. So this is the way to do it. Pretty much if you have any button on a certain app that you want to use with only up or down swipe on its own with one finger, you could just add the name of the button here. And whenever CSR finds that button, it's going to find it and click it for you. Um, it's pretty easy. I really like this feature because it makes me like turn on the speaker pretty fast, answer the call pretty fast, and the calls pretty fast. It also works the same way um, the double tap with two fingers work when you use multi-finger gestures. Um, that's it for today's episode of CSR's Basics. I hope that helped and if you have any questions, feel free to reach me out privately or to reach the crew out on contact us at blondeandreadusers.com and I'll be so happy and glad to answer all your questions. Thank you so much for listening. Um, hope you liked it and uh, see you next week. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you do actually have any questions, do feel free to reach out to me or to the whole podcast at contact us at blindandreadjudges.com and I hope you enjoyed this one we'll see you next week thanks for listening Warren there's no my android journey section this week so that'll be your podcast highlight will it it definitely has to be my highlights from talkback Hi, 
As we continue with our theme of highlights from Talkback, we come to the tenth installment. In the tenth installment, I'll be doing a couple demonstrations found in Talkback 12.1. For maximum compatibility, I'm doing this on an older device that does not support multi-finger gestures. Thus, I am using the Pixel 2 XL. This demonstration is being brought to us by the a cappella voice in the voice of Heather. I am now sitting on my home screen and I will demonstrate the first item that I'm talking about. This has to do with adjusting your volume on the fly without the need to go into the sound settings or finding the slider and utilizing the up or down volume keys. Instead, we'll be learning how to long press either the accessibility or media volume and slowly decrease the volume or rapidly change that volume. I will now show you what I am talking about. When you hit the up or down volume key, the volume controls pop up on the right edge side of the phone. Here, we find things like accessibility volume, media volume, ringer, and notification volume. And we also find things like sound settings and so on. I will now hit one of those volume keys to pop up that volume control on the right edge of the phone. Before I get started, however, I do want to mention here in passing that when you hit either the up or down volume and thus popping up those volume controls, they tend to disappear after a few seconds. So it is important to keep that in mind. Having said that now, I will tap one of those volume keys to pop up our controls on the right edge of the phone. Ring. Accessibility. I will long press accessibility and hold. Accessibility. Slider. 55%. Accessibility. Slider. 52%. Accessibility. Slider. 23%. Accessibility. Slider. 12%. Accessibility. Volume set to 20%. As you can hear, all that I'm doing is slightly flattening my finger down. I'm not even dragging my finger up or down. But when I tap with the tip of my finger, then I slowly lower my finger as though I'm trying to put it flat on the screen. And with every laying down of my finger on the screen, it decreases the volume. Now I'm going to slowly lift up my finger that is now laying flat on the face of the phone, still being held down, and that would increase the volume. Accessibility, slider, 2%. Accessibility, slider, 9%. Accessibility, volume set to 20%. Accessibility, volume set to 25%. Accessibility, slider, 27%. Accessibility, slider, 37%. Accessibility volume set to 40%. Accessibility volume set to 45%. Accessibility slider 46%. Accessibility slider 48%. Accessibility volume set to 50%. As you can see, I was able to adjust the volume that way. Now, on the other hand, however, if all I wanted to do is to quickly either turn it all the way up or turn it all the way down, when I long press on it, all I have to do is just slide it down. I will demonstrate that. Ring. Accessibility. Slider. 50%. Long press. I just 
slide it all the way down to zero. Now if I slide it up. Accessibility slider 20%. Accessibility slider 100%. Slide it down. Zero. Slide it up. Slider 0%. Accessibility. It cannot even catch up with me, can it? Now I'll keep raising up my finger a little bit at a time to gently increase my accessibility volume. Accessibility slider 0%. Accessibility volume set to 5%. Accessibility slider 6%. Accessibility slider 10%. Accessibility volume set to 20%. Accessibility volume set to 25%. Accessibility slider 29%. Accessibility slider 34%. Accessibility volume. And that's how you go about adjusting your volumes on the fly. In other words, whether it's the accessibility or media volume controls, the same principle applies. The next feature that I would like to talk about is the ability to label unlabeled buttons. In other words, we would learn how to label those unlabeled buttons, modify, or remove them altogether. For this demonstration, I'll be using the VLC Media Player. Open VLC Media Player. Opening VLC. This demonstration is not to demonstrate the use of VLC or its layout and all of that. However, it is intended to show how we go about labeling unlabeled buttons. I have found unlabeled buttons here in the VLC media player, and I want to show how one goes about labeling those unlabeled buttons. I'm sitting now on the main UI of the app. I'll put my finger down just for the sake of doing this. I want to say that there are some tabs at the bottom, starting from the bottom left. We've got the following tabs. Video, tab, selected, one of five, enlist, five items. By default, I'm sitting on the video tab, which means if I have any videos on my phone, those things will be showing near the top of my phone or the middle of my phone. To the right of the video tab, we have Audio, tab, 2 of 5 Audio Next Browse, tab, 3 of 5 Browse Playlists, tab, 4 of 5 Playlists More, tab, 5 of 5 And more As I indicated, by default, we are sitting on the video tab I'll put my finger down near the top of the phone Screen 20,210, 9 videos one of two, enlist, two items. We are told that we have some videos here and some of these things have to be some of the screenshots I was doing in trying to demonstrate something for somebody. Above the More tab found at the bottom right corner of the phone is a button that simply says Fab button. Fab. Now, this button happens to be something that when I tap on, then it automatically starts to play all of my videos. So for me, if I'm going to label this button, I would label it as play all or something like that. Now, there are two methods of going about labeling an unlabeled button. The first method would be to bring up your talkback menu and find and tap on actions or labels. The second method, however, would be utilizing an action gesture. 
In other words, if you've created a gesture to launch your actions menu or custom menus, you could invoke that while this button is highlighted. For the sake of this demonstration, I'll be using the first method, and that would be the one to invoke the TalkBack menu, find and tap on the Labels button. I will now put my finger down, draw a line down and curve to the right to bring up the TalkBack menu since this phone does not support multi-finger gestures, wherein I could have simply used the three-finger tap to bring up my TalkBack menu. So for now, I will draw a line down and curve to the right to bring up the TalkBack menu. I already have the button that says Fab highlighted. So now I'll draw that line down and curve to the right. TalkBack menu. Add label in list. When I drew that line down and curve to the right bringing up the TalkBack menu, the first thing that we're told is add a label. Now I will tap anywhere here to activate that add a label. Showing English, US, QWERTY, keyboard. Add label. Label text, edit box, editing, audit list. We are in an edit box where I could type in the label that I want. As I indicated earlier, I would like to label this as play all. I will find a voice dictation and dictate the words play all. Board. P. Papa. Voice input. Play all. Night. I dictated the words play all and then double tap on my screen to stop the voice dictation. To check that I indeed have the words play all in my edit box, I will now put my finger down to be sure those words are inputted. I will now put my finger down. Enter the text to be used as a label for this element internal view name, org.video and .vls, play all, edit box, editing, label text. There is my label, play all. Now, to the bottom right of that edit field is an OK button. To the left of that is the cancel. I do not, however, want to cancel. Instead, I want to OK my label. So I'll find that OK button and tap on it. OK button. Keyboard hidden. VLC. Play all button. My label has been labeled as play all. As you can hear, play all is now focused on. To prove that, I'll put my finger down on the bottom of the phone where the tabs are so that the focus is not on the label and then move back up to that label. Browse, tab, three of five. Now I'll move my finger back items. to that label. Play all button. Audit list. And there's my play all. The next thing we want to do is modify or remove that label. For instance, if I type something that I want to change or discovered later on that that label that I gave it was not suitable for the action that the button does, I could now go in and either remove it altogether or simply take out the incorrect words or letters and replace it with the one that I want. So I will now highlight that again and go through the same process of invoking the TalkBack menu and then tapping on either Edit Label or whatever we find. Here I go. Play All button, Audit List. TalkBack menu, Edit Label in List. Instead of Add Label, we have Edit Label. I will tap. Showing English, US, QWERTY, Keyboard. 
Edit label. Play all. Edit box. Editing. Label text. Audit list. I am told that my label is play all. Now, below that edit field that has the play all on the bottom left corner of that edit field, we find the remove label. Remove label button. If I tap here to remove the label, it will remove the label and return me to the menu I watch. Label removed. Keyboard hidden. I am told that label has been removed and I'm back to the menu eye. I'll put my finger down at the bottom of the phone where the tabs are and then move my finger to where that button is. More. Tab. Five of five. Move my finger up. Fab. Button. Audit list. My fab button is back. My label, which was labeled as play all, is gone. And that's how you go about labeling buttons or removing labels, or editing a label. Uh, that's a really popular segment as well, though. We do get questions from new users all the time about uh, how to do such and such with TalkBack, especially as TalkBacks evolved from 8.2 through 9x through to 12.1. So uh, Warren's, Warren's TalkBack highlights is charting that course for you uh, as, as TalkBack evolves and changes. And indeed, we just want to make sure that people are up to par with their talkback. And so I want to make sure that I do these things so that you guys are familiar with what's going on. And what I like doing is to make sure I'm doing this on devices that are not qualified for Android 12 or things like that. So you're not thinking that these things are only uh, for those of us running Android 12. But some of the multi-finger gestures, of course, are not going to be available if you're running anything lower than Android 12, but some of the functionalities are still there all the same, and this is why this highlights from TalkBack is important. And if you find that despite Warren's labors, TalkBack isn't quite delivering what you want, you can always switch to commentary. Uh, That would make me a little bit sad, though, because I am the evangelist. Yes, you are. And to be fair, I'm not on commentary, <laughs> mainly because the developer annoyed me, but uh, uh, I am I am with you on TalkBack. But we do want to mention here, though, in passing, that we actually love the fact that we do have commentary for those that prefer to use it. And again, for me, it's all beautiful because it's another tool in our, in our toolbox. And... Um, Android is beautiful for that, and we love having commentary screen reader there because if, if there's something that your talkback is not doing and the commentary screen reader does it for you, then of course, absolutely use it. And it's just that maybe I happen to be one of those that I kind of want something that is native on my phone, especially when it comes to screen reader. And hence the reason, of course, for me, I gravitate towards talkback instead of the commentary screen reader. Yeah, it is. It is a fully feature screen reader commentary. It has many, many uh, configuration options, as Marion will have shown you through the, I don't know, ten plus episodes she's she's done to date. So uh, it probably is the most systematic and documented commentary resource around. Actually, there are others, but uh, I think I think this one is you know it's it's well maintained and current, and it you know it does give you an insight into into how powerful commentary is. That's all for this week, folks. Austin, where are we? 
so people can get in touch with us by visiting us on the website learn about everything that is on our website read the articles that we have and we will add more even you can add more if you want if you have some material you want to submit to us you can directly create an account on the website and post it with your name being shown on the site so that is one way of getting in touch another way is if you have feedback or questions or comments or you want to come on the show or you want to appear for those special events that i spoke in the announcements and if you cannot fill the form on the website due to some reason you can email us at contactus@blindandroidusers.com our mailing list is a very nice place to stay and subscribe blind android users plus subscribe at groups.io the link for telegram twitter youtube and clubhouse will be in the show notes so you can go and follow them so please like and share the podcast on video subscribe to it on all your favorite podcasting apps and uh, tell about the podcast to your friends so until then we will see you next week see you next week folks bye bye everybody and that has been another episode of the blind android users podcast as always we appreciate hearing from you You send those email messages to contact us at blindandroidusers.com. For those My Android Journey stories, we encourage you to send those to myandroidjourney at blindandroidusers.com. Until we see you in our next episode, you have a wonderful day.